Welcome to this episode of Intuition, Your First Sense. Vicki here. And this episode will have a background sound of the monsoon we're currently getting because it was recording day and life happens this way. And then I thought, you know what? It's a nice driving rain. Definitely what our water tables need. I'm going to be appreciative of it. And I'm not going to shut the window. I'm going to allow it to have the background and it will be calming because it's pretty appropriate for the topic of today, which is learning how to be present, learning how to be mindful, um, to be with silence. And I say learning because in the time we're in right now, it's incredibly difficult to cultivate this and be dedicated to it because of all the distractions and how much we have around going on around us at any given moment and the practice most especially in the last three uh, it's almost about it's almost seven months in the last seven months i've been very consistent with practicing being mindful and present and turning down the chatter in the brain and really having it be less of a concept and more of how I'm living. And I thought of how challenging that it has been for me, difficult, frustrating, annoying at times. And I thought, eh, let's bring this up and have a honest conversation about it and also give some suggestions, some tools to what works um, and what you could give a try in your life. It's really important to practice the art of being present because that's where things manifest from. That's where peacefulness is. Um, you've likely heard that, you know, your past is in the past, the future hasn't happened yet. And yet we talk about creating our lives. And how can that be? If we're going to talk about creating how we would like to be and how we would like to experience life. And yet we have to stay in the moment. Um, well, because being in the moment leads to those future experiences, just like you're living the future of from whence you've come, from what happened even yesterday, you're now in the future. One of the things that's a lot of fun for me is I have quite a few clients in London and Japan and Australia. So when I'm working with them, often like the session I had this morning, she's already in Friday. And that's just so much fun for me to consider and to also be present with someone who's hours ahead of me, even a day ahead of me, and that we can still be present in that moment. It's just one of those things that from my physical brain, okay, I can understand time zones and all that, but to describe it on a quantum level or a um, physics level, it's not going to happen, but it can be in my heart and it can be part of my appreciation for how amazing it is to be human, the privilege to be human. Being present is really important because it also turns down 
most of the panic that's in our system. Like if you're feeling anxiety or panic, you know, it's often about stuff that hasn't even happened. And it's about the story that your brain has learned to tell you. And maybe somebody well-meaning in your life gave you the message that if you worry about this, you will give yourself, uh, you'll be prepared, right? But what you actually give yourself is an ulcer or you give yourself anxiety. Um, you live an anxious life because there's nothing you can do about the future except be consistent in your present and then trust that whatever's going to happen in your future self, you will be prepared for, you will be ready for, you will be uh, enjoying because you have a surety within yourself that you have a good track record. You've shown up every day of your life. You're still here, right? So that means that you are successful at being present. We just want to bring a consciousness to it. And I want to talk about how incredibly freaking difficult it is. Because so often people say, just quiet your mind, sit in meditation. Do Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, okay. And for someone whose brain runs at full speed with the beauty of the universe and the stress of the universe and all that, that was very difficult for me. And I think it's important to be honest about these things, that it's not easy. But just like doing something that's really hard and then you feel proud of yourself afterwards, this can be the same concept and you can build on the fact that you've done other hard things in your life and be honest about it that it's difficult. And some days you'll be able to be present once you become conscious that this is how you want to be and it'll go smoothly and you won't even question it. And other days, oh, you'll be like, okay, runaway brain, I need you to get back here right now and it can be frustrating. So being honest about the fact that it is difficult can take away a layer of judgment, um, a layer of self-recrimination, and have you in the humor of it too. Because honestly, some, some of those days where my brain is just like, bing, 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 I have to pick one thing and like hyper focus on it for maybe five minutes. I feel like it's the control alt delete to my brain. <laughs> it's like unplug and plug back in. And it allows me just to focus in on what I really want, which is to feel um, peaceful, to feel calm. You can feel calm and excited at the same time. Yesterday was one of those days I was feeling incredibly overwhelmed. And I know when I'm feeling overwhelmed, my spirit has grown. Like my soul self has grown and I'm not allowing my human self to be part of the party. I'm not allowing it to catch up. And my practice is to go to breath or Yesterday, in the case, I grabbed my journal, I sat down and I said, all right, 10 minutes, let's pour it out. What's overwhelming? What's the truth of the situation? I had about 5,000 things on my list, but I also had a very full day of clients and I knew those things that were on my head that needed to be done, I was not going to get to them because my clients deserve me being present in their sessions. So I had to speak to the part of my brain 
that was saying, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, and I had to hear it. And I had to say, I understand that you're feeling this and you're very distracted. And today is full client day. There will be none of this other to-da list stuff going on. And once I wrote it out and I had that conversation and, you know, that clarity around it, my, you know, my adrenal system calmed down, my heart rate slowed, and I felt even more present for my day because I was honest about feeling overwhelmed. So name it, but don't blame it. And the habit that we've gotten into of being distracted can be enticing, not just scrolling on your phone or playing games or checking out um, when you're binging a show or eating or any of those things. It, we've really gotten into the habit of being distracted because there's so much to look at. There is so much to listen to, to pay attention to. And then often we are in the distraction action that we can't take any action. You're just spinning round and round and round. And I understand that and I feel empathy when I experience someone in a session or even in my own life, certainly humans, you know, you don't have to be a client for me to see it and to understand it. And I'm hoping that this episode will help you even if there's one thing in here that you go, oh, I can do that. And I would encourage that. I would encourage picking one thing because otherwise you will be distracted by the idea of being present and you won't actually do it. Being present is verb. You know, it's an action. It's not a concept you just think about and you come to. But there are so many benefits of being present, of mindfulness, of focus, um, that even having a unique wiring of, um, you know, attention diversity or spectrum or traumatic brain injury or caffeine addiction, <laughs> whatever it is, there, your brain is amazing and it wants to participate with your soul. So learning and seeking and, you know, just doing your own research about what works for you is vitally important. I was working with someone yesterday who I've known for years, so I'm very well aware of her, her wiring. And someone else had suggested that she follow this list to the letter, this this task that she had to the letter. And I, it just didn't line up with what works best for her system. And my role, I feel like, is to introduce you to you, to say, look how amazing you are. Look at these skills you have. Now let's put them into action. Let's create this life that you really want to have, but you don't know how to get to. And when she was describing this to me, every bell went off within me saying, no, this actually isn't something that will work for her system. It's going to short circuit her system and not allow her to be present in the exercise because she's going to fight it or resist it. And not because she doesn't want to do it, but because it doesn't line up with her wiring. And that's why it's important 
to check in with your own intuition and to be present enough to check in with that, to be able to say, I hear this and this may be a wonderful idea for someone else's wiring, but it's not such a great idea for mine. And being present is key to being able to hear that message from yourself and to be able to implement strategies and and tasks and intelligence and emotion. We have to know how we're wired and appreciate how we're wired and then build on that. So the few benefits, there are so many benefits, but a few benefits to staying present is how it drastically will shift how you see the world and your mindset, literally set your mind to wherever you are in the moment. Now, this is a continual learning process that is going to change in your life. When I think of the practices I'm in now, I would have loved to have had this when I was raising my kids, but I wasn't in the space, nor did I have the information. So understanding that now, the mindset I have now is very different than when I was 30, and that's okay. But if you get into the experience of living in the present, that's going to move with you. So being in the present is going to take you throughout your life and have a richer experience because it, like I said before, will reduce your stress and anxiety, but it enhances personal relationships and it promotes empathy, actually, without you getting completely invested in somebody's energy. Remember those boundaries. Um, the conscious awareness of where you are in each moment will also allow you to see perhaps those toxic relationships. And that might be the toxic relationship with yourself. Um, mindful eating is a way to become present because sometimes we'll go get that snack, right? We'll uh, just throw some carbs in our face because we don't want to uh, look at the emotions or feel the emotions that are coming up. So one way to release the toxic habit of of absent eating or binge eating or just eating crap because you want to push down those emotions is to become present and say, you know what? I'm feeling some anger right now. I got some grudges that I need to release. I feel a toxic emotion and those crackers aren't going to help with this toxic emotion. They're, I'm just going to replace it with beating myself up. So I always feel like it's better to get in there and get it out um, than to bury something. And in full transparency, because I am a profound barrier, <laughs> I learned very well from my New England parents to just stuff that stuff. Don't talk about it. Don't feel it. It's not valid. Just move on with your day. Power through. All of those messages were very much instilled in me. And then with my personality of let's get this done, I just take it to a whole new level. So the last seven months have been me challenging myself to be present with any emotion that comes up. And that has me looking at relationships, honestly, my relationship with myself, my relationship with food, with exercise. Like I used to just push myself so hard with exercise because I wanted to prove that this um, body 
could do things that honestly it wasn't ready for. And I'm very capable and I wasn't listening. So by being present, now when I feel like, mm, no, this, this particular exercise is not good for me, let me modify. Let me do something else. I can feel my body celebrate, <laughs> probably because it's not going to have another pulled muscle, but I can feel it celebrate that it's being listened to. So all of the information that comes up from being present can actually have you living a life that um, that is more in the flow and prevents learning through hardship or through difficulty or through a bad back. It releases tension and will help you sleep better because when you put your head on that pillow whenever you go to sleep for you shift workers, you'll be able to say, I looked at everything I could. I, I allowed myself to be present and I am grateful for that. And it just, it brings a love that I want everyone walking around with within themselves. And it promotes the mental well-being and also a physical well-being because when you're completely present, you'll make choices for yourself that really line up. And it increases productivity because you could spend the time in the future thinking, what if, what if, what if? Oh, I have to do that, 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 that. And I'm a list maker. If you listen to any of the other episodes in regards to that, I love a good list. And I feel like that's a way to be present because I'm putting down what needs to be done. Let's face it. We're humans who need to purchase food. We need to make sure there's cat food or toilet paper. So there's a, a fine balance of being conscious enough about where your days are without living so much in the future that you don't even enjoy the days that you have. And that focus and clarity comes from living in the present moment. And one of the ways I do this, I'm a very visual person. So when I think of living in the moment, when my brain wanders to future conversations, um, to the what if things, I will literally picture bringing that sentence back in like this compression, like you're pulling in the wandering mind and I invite it back. I'll say, okay, come on back. Um, I hear you. I understand that that could happen, but I not only don't want to create that, I don't want to waste the t precious time that I have here worrying about what could happen. I'm going to strengthen my sense of self so that anything that happens, I can show up for. I can depend on my intelligence and I can depend on my heart to know what to do in that moment or to know how to get help. And that's a mindful listening that you do with more than your ears. You listen with your heart, you listen with your soul knowledge, and you listen with your gut. And it gives you information that if you're living in this life simply to respond um, or react, you are not going to be uh, present with the people you are with. You're not going to be present in your relationships. You're not going to be present for yourself. When you're mindfully listening with more than your ears, 
it brings your environment to a whole new level. Like you're using all of your senses. You will see things you didn't see before. The face in the tree, the amazing way that light passes through leaves, um, the humorous look of a pity face when they're smiling, and uh, the serenity on a little kid's face when they're uh, very happy being in their environment. Um, your touch, your sense of touch will become more um, enhanced. It will elevate. And in intimacy, it will bring a whole new level of euphoria. Uh, and because there's all this information coming through your fingers because you're present in that moment with self or with your partner. And it goes to all of our senses. So the sense of smell, instead of just looking at something, you'll take in the smell like this rain that's happening right now has that nice fall um, passing through the leaves that are changing smell. And it's just bringing a freshness to my office and being able to smell that and to be like, oh, this is so good. Anybody with a lot of pets is really gonna get this. You want to walk into your home and go, oh, that smells good. <laughs> so I'm appreciative of the rain that's happening because activating all of my senses allows me to live a very full life. And you'll pay attention to all of the voices that are around you, but it won't be overwhelming. As somebody who has a very open energy field, you may get overwhelmed in crowds, but when you shift this energy to be all senses on deck, and I'm really appreciating this, it becomes less of a victimhood and it becomes less taxing so that you're in the appreciation of my hearing work, my smelling works, my vision works. Um, and I feel like this is for those who, uh, you know, maybe your vision isn't your strongest sense, um, either, you know, through a congenital or through an injury or through the fact that someone like myself before LASIK surgery, oh my goodness, I could not see across the room. Like your hearing gets enhanced, right? Everything go gets pumped up and so that's a natural system within us, and I just feel like we should pay attention to that. There's an app for that. I created an app for developing intuition. I created an app that will help you connect with community. And I created an app where you can take courses at your own leisure and then attend live events with myself and the rest of the amazing people that are connecting within the Vicky B app. You can find this app in Google Play. You can find it in the Apple Store as well. I do hope that you head on over there, download it. Yes, there are in-app purchases, but there's also plenty of content that is complimentary. Thank you so much for being interested in this, and I hope to see you within the app. To practice with your senses, maybe the next time you're out, see how many sounds you can identify. Like the, the trees, the birds, waves if you're fortunate enough to be near the ocean, um, kids playing a block over, uh, that car that just backfired, 
uh, the, be aware of sounds that if you're rushing through your day, you may not notice and it becomes like a symphony and all these different participants in the orchestra and it's just amazing. And again, it will, it can sound like, oh no, that's too much, Vicki. I don't want to hear all that. But actually, if you're paying attention to it and you're allowing it to be there, it becomes supportive rather than overwhelming. And that's one of the reasons if someone's having a panic attack, you ask them to name something they can see, something they can feel, something they can hear, something they can smell, something they notice in the room. It's because when we're doing that, we are fully lit up. We are living a very real experience. And then the essence of everything is supportive. And it's takes time, yes, but if you do this and you get into this practice of being present, you will notice that things that you thought you had to take care of all of a sudden aren't an issue anymore. The person calls you and you, you had it on your list for three days to call them, but you're being present to what is necessary in the moment. Maybe it was really important that you clean that closet out and you decided to do that and then you were going to call the person back and then they got in touch with you. No matter what you do, the pause is going to be what's really important here. It's it's a simple habit and it's a challenging one to create, but so worth it. If you can pause, you can be in the moment, train your brain to focus. And ironically, there's a bunch of apps that can help you do this. Calm, Focus, um, Pomodoro. There's so many out there that can help you do this. You'll learn to pay attention to the moment and that will ground you. And each time you take a short pause, your brain goes, thank you. It's not meant to run constantly. And... Often your mind will wander when you're doing the everyday tasks. So if you can become present doing the dishes or when you're taking your shower, how does that shampoo feel? Um, what is the temperature of the water? Um, what is happening to all of your senses now that you've washed away the day or you've washed away the toxicity? I got into the habit of taking my showers at night, largely because of the workout that was in the day, but also because of washing away the energy of the day felt like such a gift to myself. And to be able to experience that as not just another thing I'm doing so I don't you know, stink up the house myself, um, but something I'm giving myself that gift of. And we waste so much time not being present, caught up in fears, thoughts, plans for the future, that we miss the beauty and the opportunity that's right there in front of your stinking face. All you parents of young children, put the effing phone down. Put it down. You are missing learning who your child is. 
There's nobody on that app that should be more important than that kid in front of you. Put it down. You're, you go out to dinner, right? And you see these couples that are just on their phones. And it's like, stop. Like this person in front of you is supposed to be of your heart, supposed to be someone you say you love. Well, if you love them that much, put the flippin' phone down. Put it in your bag. Leave it in the car. It just do not disturb. <sighs> okay, that went off on a little tangent. However, this is what is necessary in our world to have a greater presence for yourself and for your brain because you're also turning off those firing points when you're not having conversation. Um, and you know what? The kids just act better when they have a little bit of eye contact and they feel seen and heard and they are aware. I grew up with a very absent mother. So, I mean, she was in the house, but she was very absent. And I feel like, oh, in her day, in my day, actually, it was either the TV that was running or the book she was reading. I'm grateful that she gave me the example of reading. But there weren't conversations. There, weren't, there wasn't a validation that I was in the house that day. And then I ended up marrying somebody who I literally had to say, I just walked in the room and you haven't seen me in eight hours. Could you maybe look up? Could you maybe acknowledge my existence here? Could we have a conversation? And it was becoming present with myself that actually this stuff came to mind and I realized, wow, I actually put a up with a lot of dismissive behavior and at times have participated in that myself and that's just not okay. I'm, I'm grateful for the relationship that Mike and I have cultivated and largely because he doesn't depend on technology f outside of his work life. and. I've seen what a, a, an addiction I had to it, especially living alone for three and a half years. Um, it's just creating a, a problem that's going to perpetuate if we don't realize that life is happening right in front of us. And then being able to process all those complicated feelings that come up in the moment or that come up and we bury by getting on our phone or distracting ourselves, you're, you're gonna lose the capability to do that. So by pausing, taking a seven second reset, count to seven, it will help you to break these habits that have not been supportive. So when every time you wanna reach for that phone or reach for that snack or get into drama, seven seconds, just have that. Don't, don't beat yourself up, do not do that. You need to be kind to yourself, don't let me find out that you're beating yourself up. In order to have that joy in our life and to feel lit up, we have to be present. The past and the future beyond your control, absolutely are. Um, when you're constantly in the what ifs, you're missing what's in front of you. There are communities that thrive in the what ifs and the gift of being where 
they are in the moment, I feel for them. I feel for they're missing that opportunity. And it's a waste of time. Um, you can't control either, but you can choose in the moment to release that which is not serving. The idea, if you want to be in control of something, if that's something that feels necessary to your wiring, okay, great. Let's be in control of where you are and how you're responding and what's going on right here, right now. When you have that mindful practice, which is, by the way, an innate quality each person is born with. It's a soul. Um, as a child, you didn't have a concept of time, past, or future. You lived completely in the present moment, and you can see that in kids around us. It's one of the things I love about them, actually. And because of that, I get to be silly. But it, they're honest with their emotions until they're learning that it's good to distract and not pay attention to what's happening and then the communication breaks down uh, if you want to enhance your intuition being present pausing taking a quick breath is vital to be able to hear messages from self or from spirit it's not on the fly they're not going to chase you <laughs> you have to be able to calm that which is your runaway brain. And the present moment is where all of that information is. All right. So I started calling the future the next present <laughs> because the idea of exactly what I've said before, well, I still need to plan this out. I have to have a six-month picture. For goodness sakes, I ask people almost every day, what are your goals? What would you like to feel? How would you like to feel? And where do you want to um, enhance your life? So I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't believe in we have to do something now and be consistent in it to create where we're going because that's my message. And also that we have to look at the trauma that we've experienced or the life path that we've walked in order to not repeat some of that. And my head was like, hang on, there is future. No, there's not future, Vicki. You know there's not future. There is time. Yes, there is, but there isn't time. All that stuff was just frustrating me. And then I was like, wait a minute. The next present and the next present. I can do both. I can be present and understand my next present might be like in half an hour when I have to leave for the gym. The next present can literally be that, a gift. I am setting up my brain to be present in an ongoing fashion. And I'd like for you to do the same. If you stop in the moment and become present, you are then setting the course for the next present. And you can go to the next present. So each time you do it, you're choosing to be conscious and you honor the, the eternalness of your soul and of yourself by also being pretty logical that yes, the next hour is going to happen. If we're blessed enough, the next hour is going to happen. And if you happen to croak in that next hour, well, congratulations, good job. You finished your contract. One of the ways to do this is to 
be mindful in silence. Your next present will be that much more enlightening, beautifully lit up, if you can sit with silence. Here's the irony. Silence can be heard. And you can be so immersed in the silence that you don't even recognize that you're hearing things. And I will admit that this exercise is difficult because it seems counterintuitive. I'm asking you to be silent, but I'm also asking you to hear everything around you. The message that to be in silence, you will be in the absence of noise is wrong. I mean, you're gonna hear your heartbeat. Your brain is going to send a message um, through. You can quiet the chatter that's in there, but a completely still, no noise experience is one of other dimensions. Can you get there through meditation and through silence? Yes, you can, absolutely. Been there, achieve it daily for about three minutes. <laughs> and then my hearing self happens again. Why? Because we are human and we have ears and we have a brain that is set on autopilot to keep us going. So those of you who think when I ask you to be silent, think I'm asking for the impossible, please hear me when I say no. I'm simply asking you to be so present in what's going on around you that silence occurs. And it will, it will if you practice this. And you could do that by sitting somewhere quietly rather. Um, if your surroundings are quiet, like the house, it's early morning and nobody's stirring yet, fantastic. But if you find a park bench, you can achieve this too. It's optimal to practice this at first in a silent place where you won't be disturbed and it's quiet as possible with no outside TVs or household appliances or people talking. You could use noise canceling headphones. Um, I've driven my car out in the middle of nowhere and just sat there when I needed the silence that I wasn't able to get to, you know, maybe in my own office. If you focus on your breath and breathe deeply for two, maybe three minutes, in through your nose, out through your mouth. That's the part of the brain. It's like an enter button that says, let's all be quiet now and have some introspection. By doing that, you're saying to the brain, I'm giving you what you would like. There's a reason we go to sleep at night. It needs to release. And yes, your soul travels, but it needs to be calm. This is a gift you give it during the day. You can close your eyes. I find that to be almost immediate quieting of my brain because there's something like 3,800 signals we pick up in a minute in our environment that we just don't recognize our brain is taking in. So by closing your eyes, you eliminate those and you can listen, you can be present. And remember when I said, listen with all of your senses, you can listen with your heart, you can listen with your skin, you can listen with your ears. And when those distracting thoughts come in, my mother used to say to me, Victoria, I swear it's in one ear and out the other. And that was the, one of the gifts she gave me. <laughs> 
when I realized later, oh, she's talking about meditation. She's talking about quieting my brain. She wasn't at the time. I didn't listen to her. I was probably floating out in some astral plane and not paying attention that she just asked me to, you know, take the garbage out or something. But in one ear and out the other, I used in my meditation. When those thoughts come in, I let them come in one ear and they go out the other. They just go right on by. And some of them maybe I'll pick up later. Some of them I won't. So just dismiss it. Don't judge it. Be like, oop, there's a thought. Out it goes. Oop, there's a thought. Out it goes. If you allow feelings of frustration and annoyance to distract you, you're you're going to have a difficult time getting to quiet and silence and presence. So don't judge it, okay? You're, thank your brain for bringing up what it needs to bring up, um, what it thinks it's doing to protect you. Quite literally, thank it. Thank you, brain. On out, you go. Out you go. Uh, without attachment, just let her go. And over time, if you practice this, it will be less and less that those intrusive thoughts come in. And you can return to this when you're waiting for your subway, when you're in the doctor's office, when you're standing in line, anywhere you are in the middle of um, a challenging bench press. I will often close my eyes, center in, you know, set my body up to lift it, but my brain goes completely quiet to the point that if people around me are asking me questions, I won't hear them because I'm so internally focused on my task at the moment that, sorry, whatever you're saying is just not important to me. <laughs> but that's one of the benefits of being able to quiet that mind. And then what happens in your day-to-day -day life is when the critic pops up, you will recognize it as that intrusive voice. And you can ask, is this helping? Because if it's not helping, I got to let it float on out. All of this stuff takes time. It does take commitment, but it's worth it to feel lighter, to feel centered in, in your life and to be in a, a loving relationship with yourself. So the next present that you give yourself could be the present moment. It could be that you set a date with yourself to be quiet. Take those moments that are presented to you in life. Um, you can't go anywhere anyway because you're not in charge of when the bus shows up. Take that moment. I mean, for safety reasons, maybe keep your eyes open, but still breathe and be present. Pay attention to somebody's skirt. Um, like look around you and and be connected. It's it's about connecting to your soul and yourself. When you're when you your brain can arrive in that quiet and that silence of releasing the hecticness and everything of life, your body will melt. It will just melt and you'll feel it and you'll be like, oh, this is amazing. So will it be a hundred percent that this happens? No. No, not gonna. There's gonna be days where you sit or you stand there and you access the present moment in silence and you're just like, forget it. Well, then forget it. Go go do something else. Um, listen to what's coming up for you. You're still gonna honor yourself in that. And 
it's vitally important that you make a commitment. You know, sometimes people will say to me, nothing's happening, Vicki, nothing's moving. Uh, the stuff that I want to do is not manifesting. And I ask them, well, how often have you been quiet this week? It, has there been any moment where you weren't pushing things? Because if you're pushing energy, it will not show up either. The, whatever you're wanting to create or you're manifesting, it just can't show up because you're pushing it so dang hard it can't even get in the front door. So it's another benefit of learning to be present and to be connected. And we're not here to get things done. We are here to learn, to expand, to understand what love is, to accept ourselves, um, and to really appreciate all of the amazingness that's here. The do part is something human created and it's fantastic, but it's not all there is. And if you live your life, I've talked to enough people with terminal diagnosis um, and even after they passed to know that the doing and the checking things off the list wasn't where their joy was. It was being present with people and being present with themselves. So give yourself the present of being present. And when your head wants to run away with itself, remind it next present, next present, please. Next present, the next present. Look at me, I'm in the next present. I am the present. Thank you for being present for this podcast. Uh, you can be present and walking. You can be present and listening. You can be present and doing dishes while this is going on. It's not about being absent. You're absent when you're distracted. This You can be present and actively in your life at the same time. It's not about checking out of your life. And I hope I've made this clear. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at, at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at vickibaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.